Welcome to Find Me in a Book. This podcast is meant to be like you're talking to your best friend about romance books. I share my passion with those who love to read, those who don't have time to read, or those that don't like to read, but still want to know and be involved with book conversations. Thank you for being here. Let's get started. Hi, I hope you have had a great week. It is finally, finally February, which last week I was like, oh my gosh, it's like the 76th day of January. We finally got through it. It is now February, uh, the shortest month of the year, but it's also the, the month of love and pink and hearts and cuteness and it just makes me happy. I really like February. Also, it's my sister's uh, birthday at the beginning of the month and yeah, I just love celebrating her and me and her are very alike. We both uh, have the love language of gift giving and so we're constantly like sending gifts to each other and it's just we love Christmas because we just get the perfect gifts for each other and it's very magical. So um, anyways, yeah, February, we love that, uh, the beginning of the year still and it's just let's let's have it be a great month you know um okay so i'm excited about today's book um before i get into the book we have a little bit of like housekeeping i do want to talk about the books that are on my tbr and i do want to talk a little bit about nightbane which i i finished last week and i'm going to be doing an episode on it next week it took me a while to read it. If, you, if you've been here a little bit, um, you know that I've had it and I've started it, but it took a while to finish. So one day I was like, I have the physical copy and I was like, okay, I uh, I did get like a, a reader light like to put around my neck so that I can read at night, like physical copies. And so I finally got that out and I was like, I'm gonna, just going to read like a little bit and then I... I I finished it and I, it was like two in the morning and I was like, oh, okay, well, um, but it was about, um, let's see. So I got a fourth of the way through and I did like it. I think it was a, a little past a fourth, not, not a halfway. It was kind of in between, but it started getting really good. And I was like, okay, I'm here for this. Like I knew this would be good. Uh, I just had to keep going and it was incredible. Like I really, really loved it. So I'm excited to talk about it next week because it was so good. Like it just reminded me of the first one. Um, there was honestly not very much spice. There's like one little scene that is like a little spicy, but even then it doesn't tell you anything. It's basically a fade to black. So it, I guess could be considered like a, a young adult novel. Um, and I would, I mean, I'm going to talk about this next week, but I definitely want my mom and sister. Well, Shandell, she is, I think she's like a fourth away through. I think she stopped where I stopped and we just got busy with other stuff. Um, but I really want my mom to read it because it was so good and she would love it. So we're going to talk about that next week though. So I don't want to get too much into it. Um, I do want to talk about my TBR which you know that I have When the Moon Hatched by Sarah A. Parker. I am going to start reading that, I think, today. Um, so that's that's my next read. And then I saw that the Everqueen, that just came out. It's the second book to the Ever King or the Ever... 
the ever something I should have it's whatever uh by LJ Andrews it's the second book to that series and I did really love the first one and so um I am excited to read that one and then assistant to the villain Hannah Nicole Mayer I've heard great things about that book and so yeah that is on my list and hopefully we'll be able to read it in the next couple weeks um, so, I mean, I do have others that I can put on this list, but those are the my top three that I am really looking forward to. Um, and then there could be some that pop up. Um, but we have some good book releases coming out this month. I know that Tessa Bailey um, has one that's coming out. And then let's see what what else is coming out. Um, we have one by Amy Leah, which I talked about last week. We have one by L. Kennedy, which I love L. Kennedy. Um, let's see if there's any that I recognize. Um, I don't recognize Olivia Dade. I think I've tried to read one of her books, um, but I didn't get too far. Oh, we do have one by Allie Hazelwood that's coming out. It's called Bride. I guess it is uh, paranormal that is coming out and so I'm excited to read that because I, I do really like anything from Allie Hazelwood she creates really smart characters and just really does justice to them and and has really great development so I'm excited to read that from her um, before we get started on this book um, which will be The Fake Mate by Lana Ferguson I do want to explain my mother sister standard if you're new here or new-ish I haven't explained it in a while um, but I have a mother that loves to read and I have a sister that loves to read all of us romance books and so most of the episodes I haven't done it for quite a few of them it just depends on the type of book but I usually go over like a mother-sister standard where if I think that they would read it um, so with my mom I say that she reads she leads, reads a lot of like historical fiction um, like romance books and she loves like a good time travel book um, she loves any of the tropes. She has a hard time with fantasy, but she did really, really love Fourth Wing and those books. And then um, she's read some like vampire books that we've talked about and um, a couple other fantasy books, but it takes her a little bit to get into them. She does really like the third person point of view. Um, she has a hard time when it's first person that the character's like, I am doing this or I'm doing this. Uh, she, she has a hard time with that. And so she definitely tries to avoid those. But when me and my sister are like, no, you have to read this, then she's like, okay, I will read it. And so she is very picky on what she reads. And it takes her a little bit to read our recommendations. Um, we are going to have her start reading like the Spark of the Everflame, like those books, or Glow of the Everflame. There's how many there's three in the in the series and the fourth one's coming out this year I haven't talked about it I've talked about it on the podcast but not an actual episode with those books but they were incredible those are the ones that she is going to be starting next and then I really want her to pick up um, like Nightbane and Lightlark because we really think that she would like those so um, she's not a big fan of spice like she of course does love the romance but it very much has to be like a fade to black 
or just like kind of hints of it. Um, with my sister though, she is the middle ground between me and my mom. Like she likes spice, but it can't be, I would say over like a, a three and a half spice, um, or even like a three, like she, she's loves the fade to black. She loves, um, like when it is a bit spicy, but nothing like super, super descriptive, like I kind of read, you know? Um, and so she likes mostly fantasy and paranormal and anything like that. She's not big fans of like contemporary. Um, the ones that she did really like though was by Rebecca Yarrow's, uh, the full measure series. She really, really liked those, which was good because, um, she normally doesn't go towards like a contemporary, but I convinced her to read that and she absolutely loved it. So I'm hoping that when they are really good series or really good books that she will read them if, if I recommend them. But yes, yeah, she she mostly stays with um, fantasy. She doesn't care about like the first person or third person um, or about like the point of views, like if it's male or female or like both character point of views. And my mom doesn't really either. I think it's just me that I prefer like a first person point of view, but I, I definitely read third person as well. Um, so yeah, she she's in the middle ground. And then there's me that I just love all of it. I love it all. Um, I, all of us though, we don't really go towards like dark romances. Um, them especially no, because they, they definitely do not with me. I try, I, I definitely try. I'm trying to, I think I'm halfway through the butcher and the blackbird. I think that's what it's called. Um, but I'm listening to it on audible and it, it makes it a little bit better, but it is very, it's a lot. It's a very dark romance and there's like cannibalism and there's serial killers, but they kill like the bad guys and I've kind of like zoned in and out of it. And so I don't think I'm going to do an episode on it, but it just, it makes me like I can, I can listen to it more than I can read it. Cause I think my mind is just, my imagination is just a little bit too much that I'm like, um, I'm just going to like read it. It kind of gives me a little bit more of a separation from the story than when I'm like actually reading it. So, um, yeah, that one has been a doozy. Um, but I never recommend like a dark romance to my mom and sister because I don't know what they would do. I, I, I don't, uh, think that they would make it past the first couple pages. Um, so yeah, even like the gold series, by Raven Kennedy. I don't think I can recommend that to either of them. I think my sister would like them, but I think they're they're kind of I don't know, they're not technically a dark romance, but I think they're just a little bit too spicy and the first book especially is a little bit too brutal for her that I don't know if she would enjoy them, you know? Um, so yeah, that is basically the mother sister standard. And so when I say like, oh yeah, I definitely would recommend it to my mom. So you kind of know like the standards of what she has, where she's, it's very minimal spice, but she just loves a good romance, loves good characters, loves good background. And then my sister is like in the middle ground where she does like spice, um, and she likes the fantasy and then there's me that I pretty much like it all. So that explains that standard for you. So going into this book, it is very spicy. Um, it is, uh, let's see, I would say, mm, I would say it's about a four, maybe four and a half, um, where it's pretty descriptive. And I learned 
things in this book too. <laughs> like, because like I said last week, I didn't realize that it was a paranormal book. I thought that it was just about doctors and she needed a fake boyfriend and just went from there. And then it wasn't until I was reading the back that I was like, like when I got home that I'm like, oh, they are werewolves. Like, okay, uh, I, I like this. Okay. Um, so she, Lana Ferguson, she has one other book and it's The Nanny and I've wanted to pick it up, but I just haven't. I've heard really great things about it. But after reading this book, I really, really enjoy her writing and her characters and the banter and it's just very fun. And I just, I really enjoyed this book. And so I, I definitely think I'm going to pick up The Nanny because I, I really enjoyed her writing. It was very, very good. Um, I, again, I really like the, the character development. This, it would be considered like a contemporary and paranormal. Um, I didn't notice that it talked about any other paranormal race though. And so I think there's just werewolves basically. Um, but I do really like how she melded kind of the real world and the werewolf world. Like it's basically werewolves. They became known to the everyday world and they've integrated into our society. And I really, really like that because for like the, the length of book that it is, it's hard to kind of build a world with werewolves and paranormal and everything. And so I really like when it's integrated with us because you already know like contemporary everyday life. And then there's just this aspect of a paranormal that it just makes it way easier to understand. And I loved it. I absolutely loved how she did it. It made sense. Um, there were a couple other, there was a couple things that I, I don't understand. And I don't know if it's just because I don't I'm not in like the werewolf world a lot. And so I don't know if it's, it's a normal thing, which we'll talk about it. Um, once we get to that point that the part that I didn't understand, basically, I think it's just like the werewolves and then humans. Um, so we have our main female character is Mackenzie and she was raised by her grandparents. Um, her parents were mates and her mom died. I think it does mention how she died, but I didn't write it down. I want to say it was like an accident maybe. Um, but her dad had a really, really hard time with it and couldn't handle it. And so he left. Um, and they don't really mention him at all. Like they don't really mention her parents like maybe once. And then that's it. Like they never come into the story at all. Um, you do love her gran like immediately. She just seems like a riot and just wants Mackenzie to be get married and have grandbabies. And um, I guess it would be great grandbabies, but she is just all up in Mackenzie's life. And that's where it starts out with the book that she is on the phone with her grandma and her grandma has previously set her up with like really awful dates. And so she's like, I got to lie and say that I'm dating someone so that she doesn't set me up with another awful person. And so she is in the break room, like the doctor's break room. She is an ER doctor. She has basically been at this hospital for about a year. Um, so she's still pretty new to like being a doctor in general, like in her residency. Um, or out of her residency, I believe. Um, and so right when she's like talking to her gran, she's like, no, I'm dating someone. And her gran is like, okay, well, what's his name? And right then Noah walks in and he is an interventional cardiologist. I don't really know what that means, just that he's a heart doctor and he's really, really good at it. And he's like, um, basically the manager of all the cardiologists or like the 
top of top of the team it's whatever um you get what i'm saying so she says noah um that her and noah are dating and her grand's like well i want to meet him like bring him over sometime and she's like oh no so then she hangs up on her grandma and she goes over to noah he is okay i love grumpy we talk about this all the time love grumpy he is especially grumpy especially like he is so like awkward like socially awkward and he's just so career focused he doesn't care about anything else except for his his career and he just doesn't know what to do with McKinsey like he is just so thrown off by her because she's so like friendly and welcoming and funny and witty and he's just like kind of stone cold um and so she goes up to him and she's like hey I need a favor do you mind taking a picture with me and he's like, what are you talking about? And so she kind of explains to him like, hey, I need you to pretend to like be my boyfriend um, and take this picture with me so that I can get my grandma off my back. And he's like, actually, um, I need a mate. And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like that's a way bigger step than just taking a picture. And so he explains to her that he has actually worked at this hospital for a couple years and he is an alpha. And I guess it's very rare to have an alpha. Um, and I think in this world, like, they, alphas are very, not violent, but they're very temperamental if they're not mated. And so someone basically tattle told or reported him that he's an alpha that's unmated and so the board is like wants to meet with him and basically go over like a review and kind of like um not really like judging him but just basically like he should have like why did he not report it when he started working there because they ask I guess um if they are like part of the werewolf society and what position they are or what rank I don't really know um so he didn't put that he's an alpha um and because he's like that doesn't matter like I can control every aspect of who I am and I'm not going to put that um because I guess it is pretty rare and he's been taking like a suppressant for his scent because apparently alphas have a very strong scent um that people can tell and are kind of attracted to and so he takes the suppressant and so he's like actually I need you to pretend to be my mate and that we've been dating for a year so that I can go to the board and say like actually I am mated and you don't have to worry about me like we are dating um and so she's like oh okay um yeah we can we can do this for each other they didn't really say like a time period uh he he did basically say that he is looking to he got a job offer in new mexico and so he basically said like hey can you do this with me until like i i move and do this position and so that she's like okay great so they go before the board and they're like yeah actually we've been dating for a year we just didn't want to say anything because we didn't want um, it to seem like Mackenzie's getting like special treatment or that because she's such a new doctor. And so they're like, oh, okay, uh, that makes sense. And so because I guess in the community, um, everyone's like, it's like the rumor mill. It's crazy, I guess, at the hospitals. Uh, and so he's like, 
okay, I need my scent to be on you, else people will be really suspicious, especially if we've been dating. And so he stops taking he stops taking the suppressant. And so then his scent kind of gets like a little bit stronger. But apparently they have to basically like rub necks. I think she has like a, a gland there or something that um, she kind of absorbs like his pheromones. And so they have to like rub necks every couple of days to make it seem like they are like, basically sleeping together and being together and all that else people will get suspicious and she does have her best friend Parker who works in IT at the hospital and he um she tells him right away like the whole truth so that he can like basically help her uh keep it secret um and so we love him he's a great character and he helps her along the way so many rumors going around because Noah is just a really grumpy never smile like doctor and so everyone's like what like you guys are dating like how does that work and so they basically have to put on this face that they are dating um and he I just love watching him slowly thaw because Mackenzie is so funny and like witty and they have really great banter he starts to like get out of his shell and like do things that he he's never had time for like go out for like a a party with them and he's just so like stoic like he just doesn't know how to act around people um because he's just been so focused on his career he's just taken no time for other people and so they have to act like they've been dating um apparently she is an omega which this is a part that i don't really understand and maybe it like is like more understood when you read more werewolf books but apparently (laughs) i keep saying apparently uh okay so i i guess alphas and omegas are like perfect matches for each other and it kind of mentions that omegas are like the perfect breeder maybe or like maybe they carry the like babies better I don't I don't know I honestly don't know what it means to be Omega but I I guess they're like perfect for each other and so um, her grandma actually reveals that when he comes over for dinner and I guess that makes their like sex life even better and spicier and they just have a more like combustible like spicy toastiness you know what I'm saying um so that comes out and she's like sorry I didn't tell you and he's like no um apparently when people do know they act different around her they're very rare um and so yeah they get to know each other it's very cute um and she she actually approaches him about sex and about toast um she which toast means sex um in the podcast if you're new here um so she approaches him and I that's another thing that I love about this book is that she is very forward and she knows what she wants and she is like okay I think we should do this and he's like wait are you sure like this might mess up like our deal like are I'm very hesitant and she's like no I think it'll be great and so that they have like the spiciest of of sex life and it's incredible but also I learned that werewolves I guess have a knot on their penis um it wasn't that descriptive it said something about it being at like the base of the penis so but I don't I don't really know what that means like is it kind of like a bump I guess and while I was reading the scene it it kind of described like at the very end like when he's about to like you know have his moment it like swells 
and I guess it feels really good but then they're just kind of like stuck together for a couple hours it sounds like and so they just basically sleep after that while he's still in her and I wish it explained that a little bit more as much as I'm like oh that's kind of strange but I just I didn't understand it and it it apparently is very erotic and yeah in the werewolf society so I don't know if that's like a thing with dogs maybe I don't super want to google it but I just kind of want to know what it is um so yeah that was interesting that they they it was explained that way. Um, so they have to like stay together. They can have sex without him nodding. Um, but apparently it's more like just intimate when he does, uh, they, yeah, they, they start to have sex and she has an unplanned heat, which is interesting. Um, cause I, I, I guess it, it comes every couple of months and she's able to really plan it. But then during this, like when they do start to have sex more often, she goes into an unexplained heat and he's the only one that really can help her. And so she kind of like feels really awful at work one day and everyone's like, no, she's going to heat into heat. Like you can smell her. And so he takes her to this cabin and to get through the heat, I guess you have to have sex a lot or like multiple orgasms or like, I don't know. It wasn't explained a lot with that either. Um, and so I don't know if it's just like people already know, um, because of like this world, but I didn't, I didn't understand it. And so, yeah, apparently they have this heat And so he helps her through that for like three days. It's just basically like constant orgasms and sex. And I'm like, wow, okay, that sounds like a wonderful time. So she goes through that um, and they are doing their thing, like just having a good time, spending time together. And then there's this doctor that approaches um that approaches Noah that they they both don't like this doctor at all and we find out that he was the one that reported it and he's also kind of blackmailing Noah because Noah took uh the promotion that was meant for this doctor and so this doctor's like okay I'm going to report it to the board that you guys actually aren't mated and you're going to take that that um that job in New Mexico else I'm basically going to ruin your career and McKinsey's career and basically yeah threatens him and so Noah's like oh my gosh I have to protect her and he goes and breaks up with her and she's like WTF like we like I was falling in love with you like I could tell that you were falling in love with me he's like I'm sorry I just I can't we have to break this agreement up Uh, Because it was basically unspoken that they had all these feelings towards each other. And and they had gone on like one actual real date. um, And he's like, no, I can't do this. And so she actually finds out um, through Parker that this doctor had all these different Google searches for Alpha. And she finds out that he is like blackmailing Noah and approaches Noah and is like, WTF, like, why wouldn't you just trust me and tell me like we can actually go against him because apparently this doctor went through Noah's like desk and like HIPAA violation and a lot of different things. And so they go to the board first and is like, hey, this guy's doing this and Noah's going to stay here and we're going to actually get mated. And we are like, this is going to happen. And the board is basically like, oh, okay, like, 
um, that's fine because they had uh, Noah and Mackenzie had basically threatened lawsuits and hospitals don't like lawsuits. I mean, nobody really does. And so they're like, okay, yeah, we'll figure it out. So then, yeah, they live happily ever after. And it's super cute because he, I'm pretty sure he falls first. It's not really said, but it's basically implied um, because, I mean, it is mentioned in there, in there that he's like, I love her. Like, I want to be with her before she even says it. He actually says it to her first. And she's like, I, I think I do love you. So anyways, so, so cute. I, it was, it was so good. Like, I really loved this book. And I think Lana Ferguson, she's on my list of authors now that I will read anything she writes because I enjoyed it so much. And yeah, it was it was a good mixture of dialogue, good mixture of character development, good mixture of kind of world building. There, of course, were some questions that I still had that I didn't understand. Um, but I don't know if it's, yeah, again, because I, I'm not familiar with like the werewolf kind of paranormal world that maybe I just need to do a little bit more research or maybe it just needed to be explained a little bit more. But overall, it was addictive. It was smutty. It was breath of fresh air. It was so good, like just very, very good. And I definitely recommend this book if you love that paranormal werewolves mixed with everyday life and that the the spice you know what i'm saying um because it, it was spicy it was spicy but anyways so so good loved it and i think i'm gonna pick up the nanny because yeah i really did enjoy this so anyways i hope you enjoyed this little review this little you know episode on this book and i highly recommend you pick it up definitely follow me on social media on tiktok and on instagram and wherever you listen to this podcast, if you could rate and review, that would be super awesome. And yeah, I'll talk to you guys next week.